Hey guys, welcome girl to girl. Hold up. It's your girl, Bebby J. And Kim. And look, we are super, super, super excited. We got some things to share with y'all. Kim, like, first of all, we can see each other. And everyone can see us. What a great opportunity this is. Girl, I'm excited about this format. I'm so excited. They get to see us. They've been asking for us low key. They've really been asking for us. Low key, yes. Yes. Here you go, girl. Okay. So now you can hear us. You can see us, girl. Hold up. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So look, I just want to let y'all know that we have a time change. Um, so instead of seeing us Monday, well, hearing us Mondays and Thursdays, you can actually tune in every Monday at 8 p.m. Still the great time, same time, all of that. You can always catch the replay if you're not able to tune in exactly at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But y'all get to see us. So make sure you go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel <laughs> as well. Like we are super excited. Like we are excited. literally elevated. Girl, so, we are elevating. We are elevating. We are going there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Period. <laughs> so let's get right into it and thank into our it. sponsors. We got to thank our sponsors, which is, of course, Elevate Her. Girl, it is time to inhale confidence and exhale fear. No more waiting. Now is your time. Yes, and also get it done, boss. We take care of your business so you don't have to. Like that part, that part. Right. So let's, let's go right into it, sis. So this week's episode, I'm calling Phoenix Rising. Did you know that my son's name is Phoenix? I did. I was like, wait, she she going somewhere with this. It ain't just about Phoenix. Like it's about Phoenix, but it's but it, it is and it's not, and it is and it's not. <laughs> period. Period. So, hey, you. <laughs> okay. So we named Phoenix Phoenix for a reason. Um, because we did feel like he was rising from the ashes. Um, we had some news when I was pregnant that he might be um he may have Down syndrome. And of course, as a parent, that's kind of heartbreaking, okay? Not that it's anything wrong with having a child with Down syndrome, but I was like, oh my goodness, let me prepare, you know? So um, Freddie's cousin prayed over my stomach at good old Hazelhurst family reunion. That's that good country down home, church praying, okay? When I went back to the doctor, no signs of anything. Wony. To this day, I thank her for that prayer. To this wow. day, okay? So we named him Phoenix, all right? But let me just read to you um, what it means according to um, the actual phrase, you know, the Phoenix rising from the ashes. Phoenix uh, rising from the ashes means to rise like a phoenix. Um, to emerge from a catastrophe stronger, smarter, and more powerful. Now, in Phoenix's case, and he is the inspiration for this episode, 
he's going through an issue right now where he has an injury, a football injury. And of course, it's heartbreaking for him as an athlete. He has always played football since he was four. So now his name and the meaning of the Phoenix rising from the ashes is going to mean something way more than it ever did before. Because now he has to have surgery and then Mm -hmm. recover and actually come out better on the other end. But what it did was it inspired me to bring up this topic for people in business, people in relationships, people just in life, period. When you're going through a catastrophe or when you're having, you know, some really serious life changes, you can rise from those catastrophes like a from the ashes. I love that. I love that. That that is just so real. Like when you just think about transitioning and things that we go through and every adversity, it's like just going back to what you were saying, like we are all phoenixes. Like we can rise from that. So no matter what it looks like or anything like that, I don't care what you're going through. Like just keep in mind like that whole scenario, which is bomb, Kel. Like we are phoenixes. Like we can literally rise above anything. Anything, anything. And when you think about it, fire cleanses. Fire Mm. cleansing. That's Um, deep. So you have to first go through the fire to be Say that. (laughs) Say that. To go through whatever catastrophe it is that you're going through in life, that's necessary for you to go through the fire. You have to go through that. If you never go through a fire, you don't know what it feels like to come out better on the other side of something. You always got just lollipops, gumdrops, unicorns. (laughs) If you always... (laughs) In the perfect space, in the perfect arena, nothing ever goes wrong for you. You don't know what it feels like to have Absolutely. to go that fire and come right, out better right. on the other end. Right. So shout out to our listeners, Bevy. They might yes. be going for transition right now. Mm-hmm. I know um, we talked about this before, about how women have to like deal with things internally. They have to deal with things quietly. Um, because we're meant to be strong, you know, everyone, a strong black woman, strong women do this, strong women do that. We're not able to be vulnerable and give ourselves hope right. or, you know, just be gentle and cry. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about the show. We, right. we have to be strong all the time. So right. I want to shout right. out to our listeners right now who may be going through some sort of catastrophe that they need to rise from those ashes. And you think about like just, I like to say the whole model strong friend, right? Because I think we've all been there just being that strong friend and just suffering in silence. And it's like to really think about you have the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? You got me in Kel, sis. You listening to me? This is your way out because her life journey, my life journey We've been in that predicament, and that's why I love Girl Hold Up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we bring it back to you. Yes, about me. Yes, about her. But the real truth is, it's really about you. Yeah. So just being able to say, look, girl, I'm going through this. I guarantee you, myself or Kel may have experienced it. And if not, we can bring somebody on that can relate to whatever it is that you're going through. 
But just transitions are beautiful. I promise you they are. They ugly. It, it, it's frustrating. But it's frustrating. I you, at the end, it's beautiful. It's always beautiful. It's always <laughs> beautiful. Every setback is mm-hmm. setting you up for your comeback. Girl, ain't that the truth? Period. It's all, I'm telling y'all, like, listen, 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 listen. Your next transition, and I don't care whether, like she said, your job, um, relationship, anything that's going on personal, like, take this moment after the show and really assess your situation. Again, like I said, it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be hard. But now is the time to really hear the sound of our voices and like, you know what? Let me go ahead and assess my situation. What can I do to get myself up out of this situation? Because the thing is, Kel and I are here for you, sis, to comfort you during this transition. Right. Right? <laughs> right. When I um was 18, I got pregnant with Casey. Mm. So my senior year of high school, I was with child. My whole wow. school. And the thing is, I've always been a smart student. I was mm-hmm. always in some sort of program or, you know, an AP biology. Like I was always in stuff yeah. like that. I waited my whole like high school career to be a part of this one particular club. And I made it. My senior year, I made it, right? I was mm-hmm. part of this particular club. It was so cute because they wore these little navy blazers and they went to all these little meetings after school and you could like mm-hmm. first period because you had to go meet with the girl. I was so excited. Right. <laughs> and then because I was pregnant. Mm. and be a part of this situation Mm. so everybody wrote me off oh she's pregnant now she gonna have five more kids she gonna be on welfare she gonna da 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 you know how it goes yeah she's ruining her life she da 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 there are people watching us right now who there are that teenage pregnancy case mm-hmm. or maybe they're a parent of one I need everybody know to know that I rose from those ashes come on now. The ashes I'm talking about are the ones that people condemn you before they even know what your future has in store come on they now they tell you what you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to turn out like no one knows what you're going to be except you exactly that's it I love I love that message, Kel, because even though it, you might just be speaking to a mother who's never forgiven herself because of that, you know what I'm saying? And she feels like, okay, I'm a failure because I got pregnant while I was in high school and I wasn't able to do any of this or whatever. But what you just said was just detrimental to, look, sis, you can still win at you the end feel. of the day. You can still get on top at the end of the day. Like when it's all said and done, you can still win and rise to the top. So I love what you just said. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing, Bevy, is I feel like people, when they are in the midst of their catastrophe, Mm -hmm. that they are comfortable, too comfortable. Too with That's a situation one, too. too comfortable with a situation that is not for them anymore like maybe it was for them right at the beginning it was for them but then again no 
things changed and now it's not for them. So right. it's hard for people to recognize that pivotal moment when something went from good to not so good to bad. Mm-hmm. And now you got to make a decision because you're in the midst of a catastrophe right now. And you can either stay in this fire. Come mm. on, girl. Or you can make a decision to get out of that fire or to when rise that, from that when fire. When was that moment for you when you like, okay, it's time. It's, I got to get up out of this. So I've got several cases in my life where I had to do that, where I had to realize this is a catastrophe and I got to get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like girl, listen here. I choose me over this bullshit. Period. Over every it's me, me, it's me season. <laughs> Say it again, sis. Say it for the ones that just tuned in. <laughs> okay. It's me season. I'm sorry if it hurts anyone's feelings, but if it ain't for me, it's not happening. It go. It gotta go. <laughs> uh, throughout my years on this earth, I've had quite a few moments where I've had to, you know, get out the fire and leave, you know, for whatever reason. But the moment where you feel like you're compromising your Mm -hmm. morals, your values, your self-worth, and you're giving more than you're receiving, and it's not even like an inch of compassion or consideration or any of that given to you and you know you deserve it come on it's time to go it is time to go and one thing that I can think about just with my experience like you said I also had many and it's like think about for anybody that's wondering like am I comfortable in this situation is it time to me to, for me to go? When you start asking yourself these questions after listening to us, more than likely mm-hmm. it is. It's and then, yeah, right, it is. It is everything, as, as my aunt always says, it's the honeymoon stage, right? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Be careful of those honeymoon stages because everything is always beautiful at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle, it's like the middle is going to make us or break us. Right. And that's in um, any relationships, any job, any situation shit, right? So it's like, no matter what it is, it started off really good. It's like a roller coaster. You go, and then you at the top, and then you just dive down. I want to make some things clear, because people are going to feel like their situation is not so bad. Oh, this is just how things go. I'm just going to stay in this because, you know, he does this for me and that's more than the other stuff he doesn't do or this job is okay because I'm getting a check. It don't matter how I'm treated because it's just work. It's no work and not personal. Your sanity is personal. Your your peace of mind is personal. You being disrespected is personal. Mm-hmm. You being talked to incorrectly is personal. Mm-hmm. You not being paid your worth is personal because you personally need them dollars to pay your bills. And right. to survive, it's personal. 
Right, right. So at this moment, I need everyone, you know, who's questioning, they questioning, baby. They right now saying, well, maybe, well, listen. Making right excuses. Now. You're making excuses, excuses for it. For the fact yeah. that you don't think you need to leave this situation or do anything differently. If you feel uncomfortable, period, something is wrong. If your gut, because your gut going to tell you first, mm-hmm. or you really, really know your gut is going to say to you when you walk yeah. into the room and it just don't feel right, your gut is going to tell you, okay, you need to start observing things. But first, you got to talk to God. I don't do anything until I talk to God first. And right. I get confirmation. That I part. always get confirmation, one way or another. If that confirmation is, oh, Raquel, you good, sit tight. Or if that confirmation is, oh, get your shit, put your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One way or another, I'm going to get confirmation. And God right. is going to show me and tell me at sometimes, honey, because I go to sleep and God talks. Mm-hmm. It shows me visually what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One I need everybody to, to check on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I also want to add about this is when you start, again, questioning yourself, should I be here? Should I be here? I love the point that you brought up about bringing God into this. You know, I think any major decision, not just anything, should always be consulted with God. But then mm-hmm. that's that thing you might be saying, well, I don't. I don't, I don't know when the last time I prayed since after this, I need you to pray. I need you to build that relationship. And like you said, it don't matter. Do it now and sit and listen. Because for me, I was hard-headed. I was sitting and leaning to my own understanding. And that goes back to making those excuses. Well, mm-hmm. they did this. or well, they, But they did this. But deep down inside, you miserable. You starting to hate it here. I hate it here. Whether it's in your relationship or your job, I completely hate it here. And if that's the thing, like I said, like she said, like we said, go back to pray. Go back to pray. Prayer mm-hmm. is going to shift all of this. Don't think well, God not don't don't think like that. Do not think like that. Just pray seriously. Right. And the thing is, Bev, like sometimes the situation just ain't for you it could be for someone else perfectly fine it could be for someone with a different personality a different upbringing a different view on life yeah that situation personal you know relationship marriage girlfriend boyfriend uh, work whatever that situation just is not right for you right whatever reason at that moment in time, you have to make the decision because it's not for you. That does not mean that somebody coming behind you or that is already there is not okay for them. You know what I mean? Like we have to do what's best for us. Absolutely. We as people are constantly evolving. We're constantly evolving. We have our own life goals, our own ambitions, things that we know we were called here to do. Because our purpose on this earth is to do what God is telling us to do. Not no man, not no woman, not no kids, cat, dog, nobody. 
what our assignment is and if you are no longer fitting your assignment in the place where you are you have to shift and move to where you are Mm -hmm. to be obedient oh girl honey it's so deep though like it's really deeper it's deeper than deep deep when i tell you girl yeah it's deep it's it's, that's that being obedient is literally a whole topic like a whole another topic yeah because when god gives you the instruction and if you don't he gives you the instruction he gives you the map and he says do this go here but your mind and how you feel and just being under the influence of whatever fear right a lot of that is really fear of not knowing if i jump how am i gonna land you know what i'm saying what is that going to feel like but again y'all if god has given you instructions because he that's how he answers us he gives us instructions Mm -hmm. and you talk to him and say god okay what should i do sometimes it'll be one word leave or what you know whatever sit still you just he gives us instructions whatever do it because when you start doing stuff to your own beat mm-hmm. it, it starts it, it's like oil and water god told mm-hmm. you to do this but you want to do this and you wonder why it's just really growing up it ain't working it's getting worse and worse and worse but that moment you step out on faith honey, honey listen when i tell you how good you gonna feel and you're not even gonna be concerned about what god is gonna do for you because it's just gonna come naturally your next move bam this is it's just gonna start making yeah. boom. naturally because you're naturally. being obedient because you're yeah. being obedient and you're yeah. following the plan that he has for you and not the plan that you made up on your own it's in God's time and not your time. My 15-year-old son, Phoenix, the today, mm-hmm. he was talking about that. He listened to a sermon on his phone this morning mm-hmm. where the pastor was talking about how things are done in God's time and not our time. My mm. son, I love to hear him talk about God. Oh, my goodness. It makes me so proud. But I said, Phoenix, that's so correct. It's so correct. Like, we want everything right now. Right now, we want everything. We want everything to go perfectly. We want everything, you know, mapped out where we can see what's coming mm-hmm. next and how it's going to taste, how it's going to smell, what it's going to look like. We cannot force what our assignment is, who mm-hmm. it's supposed to be with, how it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. How we can't force that. Yes. Yeah. You literally have to pray and wait for God to give you confirmation. Wow. So, Beverly, yeah. look, I got your whole government name. Right. I'm like, oh, she did the whole government. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> There's some signs. Let's talk about some signs mm-hmm. that we know show us that that fire is beginning that catastrophe is about to take place or it's already taking place and this situation is coming to an end what are some signs one of them is definitely energy energy is everything and energy is not necessarily coming from it's overall energy not necessarily one person because 
let's just say I'm a youth workplace, for an example, right? You might have it in with somebody at your job, right? That energy is just not going to be from that one person. It's going to be from everybody because that one source that you have an issue with, or there may be a problem or, and, and, and nine out of time, 10, you don't even know there is a problem, you know? So you're just, you know, going by your life, doing your daily, whatever. But then you look at the entire situation. Everybody else is like looking funny or whatever, but you feel that energy. Energy is so big. Pay attention to your surroundings. You know what I'm saying? Because again, oh, shit. We lost Bevy. I don't know if I'm still recording. Here she comes. Okay. <laughs> Look, I was about to start dancing. Oh, I <laughs> came out, but okay. Oh, I was like, is this a commercial break? <laughs> that was getting good. Okay, I'm gonna pick it up right here. It was a commercial break. So y'all, energy is everything. Okay. Um, energy is everything. Um, another thing is when you start becoming uncomfortable. Right. When you start, when I say um, becoming uncomfortable, meaning how you first was in the situation, relationship, job, ship, whatever ship it is, when you was here, but then all of a sudden you like here, you was here and now you here, you like mm-hmm. something they mathing. It just don't, it's not seeming right. It's just, it's not the same anymore. And then the third thing I would like to say is manipulation in the situation. You know what I'm saying? This person, how are they projecting you all of a sudden and pointing fingers at you if you, 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 and it just started making you crazy. You know what I'm saying? So again, I'm saying all of this to say energy is everything. Pay attention to your surroundings, the vibes, like what, what, what it was at the beginning and how is it now? You know, pay attention to your mood. Are you as excited about the relationship again? Are you excited about going into work? Are you excited about being in this group outing or whatever it is? Like, are you excited? You know, do you see your energy shifting from 10 and then somebody come around as a two? You know what I'm saying? It's something there on top of at the end of the day, if you just literally just pay attention, just like, you know what? I'm going to just observe for about a week or two you will see exactly what it is that you need to see. And you start daydreaming. That's another thing. Start daydreaming about um, what can I be doing with my time? You know what I'm saying? Are you looking at the person like, it ain't it, bro. You're not it. It's something. It's literally something. Or again, the tension, it'll be so hot, so hot, hot, hot. You can't, you can't help but to get out. Yeah. What about you? So I want to um, throw it to business mm-hmm. and then just uh, touch a little bit on like physical health. So 
in my opinion, mm-hmm. business. So <clears throat> business is one of those things where we have all the intentions in the world when we go in. We have the passion, we have the idea, we have you know our plan in place. Sometimes businesses do not succeed. There are steps that you can take, um, as many steps as you can think of to be successful. And sometimes things just don't happen the way that you plan them to be. Um, So when you are going through a a downshift in business and um, maybe you're not selling as much, maybe, you know, your clients uh, are not buying like they used to buy, or maybe um, your services need to be updated because times are changing. But in business, you also can go through the fire and experience catastrophe that you have to rise from. I would advise people to rebrand um take a break so you can be refreshed and come back stronger than ever um maybe find investors to help you invest in more classes or workshops to improve the way that you do what you do there's ways to come back from that storm as well so i just want to touch on that quickly the get it done boss we had to touch on that look Period, period, girl. That's what I'm talking about. Right. But then I want to talk about your physical health when you're going through these catastrophes. That's a good one. That is a good one. Your mental and your physical health are directly tied to each other. So if you are mentally unhealthy, if something is affecting you to the point where you're sad, or you're um, going through depression, or you um, can't focus, it's going to affect you physically because it's all tied together. So now you're getting sick. Mm. Now you are um, catching the flu or getting infections or inflammation, or your body is not doing what it's supposed to be doing because mentally you are unhealthy right now. Something right. in your life is causing you to feel a certain way about whatever it is you're going through. And that's not healthy mentally, which is also making you unhealthy physically. I can personally say that when I am mentally not healthy, my mm-hmm. health directly comes after that. And I, no, always, yeah, I always know I'm like, okay, I'm having stomach issues. What's going on with me up here? Who's affecting me up here that mm-hmm. I need to cleanse or start that fire? Right. <laughs> that no. to cleanse or cut off or do something differently because if I'm not healthy here, then something's going on here and I need to stop whatever's affecting this. Yes. And of course, the how you eat has a lot to do with that. But a lot of us, when we are unhappy or being affected by people a certain way, we eat differently. We eat for comfort. We eat to soothe whatever pain or stress we're going through. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> so, all, I mean, it's, it's a circle. It's all tied together. Yeah. And I said, I would start off with the... Um, The steps I think we should start with when you're trying to transition out of that fire, out of that catastrophe and rise from those ashes. What do we do? Because we don't want to make it a situation where you um, make a situation worse than it already is. 
or that you burn a bridge that you might need to cross again one day, um, or that you um, do more harm on yourself than good because you abruptly doing something or you are, you know, destructively doing something. So to transition, these are just my opinions, okay? This is my opinion of how you should smoothly do that. Um, so say if it's a relationship situation, if it's not a situation where your life or your body is in harm or at harm of being hurt or you at harm of being killed, because <laughs> we know it's, I'm laughing, but that's serious stuff. When you're in relationships, sometimes you can't do nothing but be abrupt with it because that's the only option you have. But say it's a, you know, a thing where you can leave safely. You definitely need to have a discussion with that person. You definitely need to um, come to an agreement, especially if children are involved and say, you know, let's do this. This is what's best for the kids. Let's line some things up so that not, they don't miss a beat, even though we are. Um, if it's work-related, there are steps that you have to take. So, um, you know, most times you put in two-week notice or 10-day notice. You let them know what it is you're doing and how you're going to be doing it. If it's a contract that you have with them, have you met the requirements for that contract? What were you hired to do? Is If it's possible, you create a plan to, you know, satisfy that contract so that you can leave with a clean plate and maybe one day if you need that referral, it's still there. Um, but I think the most important thing is to make sure that you are communicating with those people or whatever's going on and you let them know why it is you're leaving. Because we know why we're leaving. We know why we're uncomfortable. We know why something has changed. We know why we can no longer be in this situation. We know what's best for us. But I do feel like when you are with people or in a situation and they don't even know what they're doing, they don't understand. Because a lot of times we talk about narcissists. They don't understand or maybe they don't think they have a problem. Maybe they think it's all us and we are the reason. We are the problem. <laughs> we know we ain't the problem. <laughs> we know yes, okay. Because we don't have a personality disorder. No, you think this. So we don't need. <laughs> this is a problem because you know you got a personality disorder. Yes, yes. We know it ain't us, but right. we don't know that they have an issue. So in some cases, I think it's very important that you leave a review before you walk out that door or you do an exit interview. Something to make clear why the decision that has been made has been made. So maybe if that person gives a damn, maybe they'll change. Who knows? Right, right. <laughs> yes. Who knows? Yes. Maybe right. they wake up one day and say, oh, Lord, it's me. All this time. <laughs> no. Right. It was everybody else. It's me. 
Queen. It's Quick Queen. story, and I'm gonna let you piggyback. Okay. Yes, yes, girl. Come on, bring I it. I told this story yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. My mom in middle school, I came home every day for like two weeks and I was complaining about bitches. I was like, Mama, this bitch said that. I, of course, I didn't cuss. But right. said that, that, that about me. And I don't know why she, okay, that was one day. Day two, Mama. Such and such said da, 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 about me, and I don't know why she did da, 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 da. Day three, mama, such and such said da, 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 da about me, and I don't know why she did that. My mama said, Raquel, baby, if everybody has a problem with you, it is not everybody. It's your ass. <laughs> wow. It is wow. your ass. If you're listening to this, podcast right now and you think everybody got a problem with you you don't understand why nobody sticks around for day 10 11 12 15 30 it is not everybody it's your ass (laughs) right it's you it's you it's you (laughs) well i definitely want to say um for me it's literally planning an exit plan, right? And um, oh, a couple of things I actually want to piggyback on um, what we said earlier, which was prayer. And then another thing, not everybody is mentally strong. And I will definitely encourage you to start your self-development journey now. Don't do it when you leave. Don't do it. No, do it now. Because again, going back to what Kel said, Our mental status is everything and how we do everything. So if you're not mentally there, you know what I'm saying? You just, I'm about to quit my job or I'm about to leave this man or I'm just about to move away from my family because da, 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 da. But you mentally not there, you are screwing yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from experience. So I would definitely say start your self-development journey now. If you know, look, it's time to leave and I need to do it now. Do a plan of action, okay? I'm going to give myself 90 days. I think 90 days is a healthy enough amount of time for you to do what you need to do. So giving yourself 90 days, and of course, it depends on what you got going on in your life, but just giving yourself a time frame and actually sticking to it. Don't say, okay, I'm about to quit my job and you don't let a whole year go by. You're supposed to have quit last year, but you let a whole, and you get comfortable. So that's why doing your self-development journey, listening to our podcast, girl, <laughs> doing things like this will definitely help you and mold you so that you can stay mentally strong, so that you can be clear on what it is that you actually need to do. Because again, if you don't have that support system, if you're not listening to the podcast, if you're not listening to the motivational speeches, if you're not reading the books, if you're not praying, right? It's easy for you to get stuck and pulled right back in. And you like, okay, I was supposed to do this last year. And here we are almost into 2023. So if you listening to this, sis, get you an exit plan and, and write it down. Seriously, writing that stuff down. Oh, when we start talking about manifesting this, I got Girl. a whole story. A whole story. But when you yeah. start writing that down and you speak it and you're writing down with authority, like I am in favor and faith that this is gonna happen by this time. Girl, getting chills, just literally watch how it literally manifests. And I we, we mm-hmm. don't talk about that. 
But yeah, definitely have an exit plan. Definitely have an exit definitely, plan. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you know what, Bevy? Um, I think people don't understand, like you were just saying, manifestation. I don't think people understand that you're not going to be able to progress until you release the things that are not for you. I commented in your um, IG the other day about being uncomfortable. God makes you uncomfortable in a situation that you don't be in. He makes you uncomfortable so you can move around and like, oh Lord, uh, chat don't feel what good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait a minute, minute no more. Like, Yes. People make
in that process, in that transition, um, we need closure. We need closure from the people, the place, the things, everything that um, was included in that catastrophe. Because at some point, it wasn't a catastrophe, right? At right. some point, exactly. you it, it was something that you voluntarily made yourself a part of. And mm-hmm. there are people, places, and things tied to that situation that you care about, that means something to you, Absolutely. that you value. And so closure is necessary because now moving on to your next phase, everybody can't go with you. Some things that you did, you have to leave behind. Some people that you met, they may or may not be in this next phase of your life. And so I think communication, like we talked about the exit interview or the meeting or whatever communications you need to have with the people placing the things that is what you need for closure. So you can say, you know what? I'm done. And you be good with that. that. And whatever's supposed to go with you, the people that you still communicate with, the things that you still do and have, if it's supposed to go with you, it will. And if it doesn't, it won't. I just want to say also, Kel, that I also learned is that people ain't you. And I would accept, I would expect people to be me. So how I would treat them, I would, you would think that it would be reciprocated, but it's not. And that's one of the things that I had to control my emotions on because you thinking like, man, I'm an amazing person. Why are these people or this particular person or this particular situation, why am I? Another thing is, if you feel that way, it's because you're special. You are so special. You are gifted and you are favored. And there's something over your life. And again, you cannot go into a situation or leaving a situation with, you know, that type of emotional attachment. Because again, people are not you. So it's just one of those deciding factors, like, are you going to, like, harp over it? No, you're going to forgive them and keep it moving because they will never be you, you know what I'm saying? And they will not be you, and they're not you. So you just got to literally hold your hand up high, sis, you know what I'm saying? Adjust your crown and keep it rolling. (laughs) (laughs) So I do um, have a couple of hot topics. Oh, I love it when you put girl. Y'all, she always comes up with the best hot topic. Come on. Listen, I be like in waiting rooms, in traffic. I know I should have my phone on, but I do. She's telling on herself, y'all. Y'all get her. Get her. And I be like, oh, that's a good hot topic. And then I save it. (laughs) So... I must shout out the beautiful Serena Williams. Oh my goodness. What a good run. And they're saying it's not definite that she's retiring, but more than likely, yes. More than likely, yes. So um, Serena, she lost in the third round of the U.S. Open and, and what they say could be her final match. But um, she's the GOAT. She is the, the GOAT. She capital is. G, capital O, capital A, capital T. She right. is the GOAT. Yes. 
Um, talking about, you know, a phoenix rising from the ashes, all the things that she had to overcome, endure, go through. Um, she broke a lot of glass ceilings for people that are coming behind her. This Coco, what's her last name? Coco Buff? Coco. I don't know her last name. I, I'm sorry about that. But the, the little the, young girl with the curly hair? She's got braids. Okay, okay, okay. But okay. She, her name is Coco. I do know that. Okay. Coco is coming behind her, but Coco to me um, is the perfect example of someone passing a torch to the people coming. Mm-hmm. I heard she has passed yeah. it and I feel like she'll be um, definitely someone who could follow in Serena's footsteps. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I want to say congratulations to her, the 40-year-old mm-hmm. legend and 23-time Grand Slam champion announced earlier this year in Vogue that she planned to evolve away from tennis and focus on growing her family. Which I think is a great idea. Hey, you think she's pregnant? She might be because I saw her in a little pink skirt the other day and I was like, hmm. Oh, right. I don't mm. know. We'll see, won't we? Mm-hmm. That part. We shall see. I'm saying she pregnant. She pregnant. She pregnant. <laughs> she probably she pregnant. is. Yeah. She pregnant. She pregnant. <laughs> Congratulations, Serena. We're so proud right. of you. And I hope you are pregnant because you make beautiful babies. Right. Okay, so this next one, honey, juicy. So there's some drama. We already know that Kanye and Kim Kardashian drama is is ongoing. I think that's going to be going on for a very, very, very long time. So Kim is trying to put the kids in some school that Kanye don't want them to be in, okay? And he has basically said to um, Kim, let me blow this up so I can read it. (laughs) (laughs) He has said, uh, y'all don't have the last say-so over my Black children Mm -hmm. (laughs) and where they go to school. They will not do Playboy and sex tapes. Tell your Clinton friends to come get me. I'm here. That's what he said. Okay, but wow. that's, that's juicy enough. But that's not the point of this hot topic. Okay, the point of this hot topic is that uh, Chris responds, "Tell him to please stop mentioning my name. I'm 67 years old, and I don't always feel great, and this stresses me out to no end." Guess who jumped in the chat after that? Who? Ray J. Girl, shut up, did he? Ray J. Okay, you remember the reason why Kim Kardashian allegedly became so famous was because of the state between she and Ray J. Right. So he steps into the chat. He said, What about my mom, Chris? Mm. People false stories about me making the black man look horrible for your gain and introduce me to Steve Hirsch. I don't know who Steve Hirsch is. I'm sorry. Right. Um, you masterminded everything for your family and tried to ruin mine at the same time, shaking my head. You don't think all mothers get stressed? Oh, you special, huh? <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, you special, oh, huh? I know it's old and I don't care. This makes me sick, but God had my back and still does. 
Thank you, Ray yeah. J. Okay, Ray J. Okay, Ray J. With the clap back. Thank wow. you. Wow. I have always had a problem with how she used that situation to kickstart Cam's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always had that, was, a that was pretty. That was pretty messed up. That like just looking at their entire career. It's like you literally have to stand on the shoulders of a black man to get to where you needed to go. Like that right there in itself is just should just say something in general. Okay. Now, I have always wondered how Ray J and his family felt because they never said anything. I'm they sure they had them sign some sort of NDA or something with regards hmm. to that situation. I'm sure they did. But I was so happy to see him in this comment section. Seriously, seriously. We just talked about um, the situation. I Was it last week we talked about it? And I was like, Chris is the master of right. making money however she needs to make it, right? Right, she right. She has to hook up, mm-hmm. you know, announce something at, at an awkward time. Exactly. Orchestrated Kim and Kanye, in my opinion. I feel like all that was put together. When I heard they was dating, I was like, mm. it makes sense. They don't match. Right, right. They don't, and not to say that he's less than she, but they just did not match to me. And I said, that sounds like some Chris Jenner shit. She doing <laughs> that so Kim can have these little brown babies and then have a whole nother clan of Kardashians. But if you look at it, all the sisters except for the one who Scott is the baby daddy but all the sisters had kids at the same time with brown babies okay Mm -hmm. now they all around the same age that part which him and them are someone has some plans for the Kardashian 2.0 that's all I'm saying Period. We we gonna play this back because that's exactly what's going on. Do you do you feel like um a father? And I'm gonna just say a father, but we're speaking about Kanye eventually. But um, has a say so on where their kids should go, or do you think that is just solely on the mother? I have sons. Mm. I never. I'm a woman, but I have sons, and so I always look at the male point of view. I feel like. A father has just as much right to his kids as the mama. I agree. I agree. Even when I ask my husband to do things that most men don't typically do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Can you help me, you know, cook this breakfast so I can do blah, blah, blah. And he happily does it. He loves to cook breakfast. That's his kids, just like they my kids. Why I gotta cook for right. them? <laughs> that's across the board, though. That's across right. the board. Like, yeah. you have just as much say with our sons mm-hmm. as I do. Them your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has some say so in that. Yeah, I agree though. I agree too. Just in any in any situation with mother and father, unfortunately, if they're not together, I think as parents, like it should be an amazing co-parenting type of situation, Absolutely. and that they should meet in the middle because eventually, 
some person is going to feel like they lost and it shouldn't be like that. You know what I'm saying? The but, only time, and I guess we should consider this, the only time that maybe is questionable is if that person could harm those children in some way or put them in a very hard situation. Yeah, yeah. And that to me is relative because I could say I don't want Kim with my kids because she always naked on IG. Absolutely. I don't know who she dating and you know her her boyfriend might be a drug addict. Yeah. I can say that as a father. Mm-hmm. So, and then she could say, well, Kanye ain't always in his right mind. <laughs> <laughs> that part, that part. Yeah. But I think that's a perfect um transition or um segue for what next week's episode is going to be about. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we like taking turns. Like we do a really deep, nice, spiritual healing episode. And then we go straight to the drama. <laughs> straight to the lab. Let's get into it. Now, next week is going to be juicy. It's going to be juicy because I want us to talk about no drama, baby mamas. Oh. Okay. Girl. Girl, I and got some Yes. We're talking about Kim and Kanye, and she's technically a baby mama now. She's a baby mama now. Um <laughs> he can he can technically call her that because if she ain't his wife, then that's his baby mama. Right. Right. Girl, <laughs> I'm just like when 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 like I'm just thinking about all of the different scenarios of just the baby mama drama. Like I did, and I'm gonna say here. I don't know if the little heifer listening, but I'm gonna say here. I didn't believe the baby mama drama was serious until I witnessed it with my brother. Okay, did not know it was such a thing. I used to think men were lying. Now some of their asses do be lying just for the fact of lying. But y'all, I'm gonna put a pin in it because uh, we, it, honey. Yeah. Oh, I got some story, personal stories too. So yeah, I'm here, girl. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to talk about this. This is a topic I think a lot of women are gonna want to chime in on, comment on, and listen to for advice. I personally um, have a great relationship with my stepdaughter's mom. I call her sister and everything. Good, good, good. That's my sis. Okay, we share holidays together. I don't mind her coming on family trips, like. She is literally somebody that I call family. So what's also so okay, you just made me remind you just reminded me of something. Just the fact that you said that that maybe we should touch on Jada Pinkett and Will Smith and how his baby mom, because what you just said, I was like, I remember her saying something similar to that. So yeah, let's dive into these. I think that is really important. If you know you have to spend the rest of your life with this man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Girl, oh yeah. We gonna put a pin in that <laughs> y'all, uh, we can't spill the beans on what we gonna talk about, but it's gonna, gonna be good. It's I gonna be really everybody good. to tune in for that. That's gonna be Come good. Come on now. You got my baby mama drama. Okay. No more drama <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Matter of fact, if you're watching this, please go ahead and submit one of your stories and we will select you to read it. Honey, or maybe we'll bring you on to tell yeah, your story. Because now, look yeah, at let's do that. 
We can break it. Like, look at that. Us. Period. Period. There we go, y'all. There we go. So maybe you can come on and tell us your story. What baby mama drama have you dealt with? Were you the baby mama or were you the drama? The drama. Which one was it? Or were you both? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another edition of Girl. Hold up. (laughs) Next time. I'm Bevy J. And I'm Kale. Y'all have a great night.